0: and welcome back to the ACSC podcast my name is Charlie as usual uh, thank you everyone for the last few listens it's great to see the support we get and it was good to have a bit yeah. of a turnout on the insta live i think we did it on monday or tuesday i want to say I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Uh, it was a really good one, a good interaction. A few questions were coming in, putting into the debate of Messi and Ronaldo was a good one to finally get over. Uh, but I just want to say thank you very much, there. And just to touch on that, on the Insta Live, we sort of done a bit of announcement mm-hmm. about it. We're sort of taking the channel in a direction of football-based mainly, just due to the fact we feel we're a lot more comfortable in the way we talk. It's so more calm and it's less. I would say. More opinionated, more controversial, as you probably watched the last episode. <laughs> I don't know if you managed to get a bit of a hate, but I could pass it on to deal probably. Uh, but it's where we're most happy, and that's. What I'll just pass over to my co-host Adil, when he's going to do a little bit as well for
1: you. Yeah, hello again, guys. Yeah, so episode seven now. So yeah, it really is flying now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it flying. really is. Yeah, so yeah, like we said on our Insta Live, I think it was on Monday, I think it was Tuesday, I'm not 100% sure. I think it Wednesday yeah, to be honest, sure. but yeah, again, like Charles said, we'll focus um, predominantly on football. But obviously, if, if there's major events that happen in the sporting world, um, then we'll obviously do an episode about that and touch on it. Or if any, if we get any requests again from anyone, again, we will touch on that as well and, and you know talk about it of anyone's requests. Just before we fully actually dive into the episode, um, just from myself and I'm from Charles as well, and from us here at ACSC, um, just the we we as well are behind the Black Movement. We are behind the Black Lives Matter. We are also, you know, we want justice for George Floyd. And I think not just Black Lives Matter, I think all lives in this world matter. Race, colour, nothing. We are all the same and we should all be treated the same. And Me, myself, being a coloured person, um, you know, there has been moments across my life where I've been targeted of racism and and over the years, especially growing up in school and, you know, we've all had it. I mean, I was a victim of that. But like I say, you know, it's, you, I would suggest to the people who are doing such things like that, that please get the knowledge, please get the support, and please just be fair to everyone because we we are all the same and all colours and we are not different to anyone else.
0: No, you summed it up brilliant there. Like I said, we are completely behind that movement. and It's actually quite tragic seeing some of the scenes in America. It? it should not be happening yeah. in this day and yeah. age. I'm not being funny. Some of these scenes, it's like we're going back to the... Times obviously when it was all happened before with Martin Luther King, etc. It's like going back to them times.
1: Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought our
0: generation on anything was so much more multicultural, etc. That side of things. And It's sad to see, but I don't want to. I say we could do a whole more talk. I don't want to touch it, but that is just our opinion. It's yep. so we could have a whole episode yeah. about that side of things yeah um just a little bit more touch on it i don't know if anyone said it is i think if there's any more sporting subjects you guys may have it's probably best if you go onto to our insta live when we do them that's a good place to ask because that's where we can be a bit more informal yeah, uh,
1: yeah you're that's right we
0: can ask any opinions there's a few nba questions that come up in the last uh insta live so that's a place for that uh but on to today's episode uh it's another starting 11 one this time we haven't discussed it at all between each other yes. so could be very different. It could be the same. No, we, we don't no. know. Um, it's it's players um, who we sort of say didn't live up to the potential or the hype they may have had. So there's so many players when they first hit the scene that are raved about to become linking into the last episode, yeah. the next generational player. But they did sort. Of, we sort of touched on it last week. And one player I think I mentioned was Boyan, who was ex-Barcelona. Uh, so that's sort of yes. sort of players like that. So you'll get to see. So we've done a starting eleven between us. Uh, we've also got a manager who we sort of said who come into the scene was meant to be the biggest. Next best manager, probably the next Alex Ferguson, etc., and has never really lived up to that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. sort of go on to that. Yeah. Just an apologies if I if my voice sounds a bit dodgy. I have never had hay fever like I have had this year. So
1: apologies <laughs> in advance.
0: No mate, from my end i issue with so, it. So <laughs> I do apologize yes. in advance it if anything's different. <laughs> uh, but we'll get on to it. I'll start with my uh, goalkeeper, which is Jack Butland. Yes. This year. So I got my Jack okay. Butland just due to the fact I think there's so much hype around him. Obviously, he did break into the England team a while ago. Am I mean, I'm right in saying it was a Germany game, wasn't it? When Tony Cruz, he was in goal for that shot. When obviously he had that injury, and and that's I think, yes, I think that yeah, was remember, really yeah. start of the downwards decline of Butland's career. And I know yeah. he probably is. I don't know how old he is now. He's, he's not. I would say past. He's. I, well. he's I've got his I think even this season, seeing some of the mistakes he's been making for Stoke. He's just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you lot play FIFA, but a few Fifas ago, I swear he was the most annoying keeper to play against in my life. But like, you could not beat yeah. this bloke in goal over, over, over like. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I say it's sad to see, obviously, and uh, this is probably recurring through my team. A lot of them are English, and I just want to say uh, it's not that I don't think they're good enough, but I think the problem within England and our media is the players are hyped up. So much. This is where half the problem is with these players.
1: I again, I totally agree with you. Uh, just before as well, um, we have settled. Um, uh, oh yeah, again, you know, as you were mentioning about your voice, um, apologies, my voice always sounds like this annoying voice. So, you know, I can't really change that. It's always going to be like this. Um, but yeah, uh, we've 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 set on a four-three-three, um, which is three midfielders. There's kind of like a, yes. any kind of midfielders yeah. and then a couple of wingers and a striker. I've gone with um Jack Butland as well. Now, Jack Butlan, twenty yes, I, was, I, I just want to touch on another keeper as well, because I had two, and I do want to just quickly mention both of them, but I have gone with Butler as the keeper. Now, Jack Butland is 27. Now, okay. there was a lot of hype with him when he was, in you know, early 20s, he was linked with the Liverpool move for a very long time, he was linked with Everton move, for a long, yeah, we yeah, had Mignolet, that. and we were thinking long-term, is it going to be Butler. even, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I was behind the movement. Wasn't he linked with Chelsea um, as well? he might have been. Yeah, he was. Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool. I I, I remember. I think he was Chelsea, and yeah, and he's just what happened was with him as well. I was actually behind the movement as well, saying like I wanted him to be our number one. Now he never really progressed, and and the thing is, he's only twenty seven, so he could still hit the heights. But you know, when the when he first came onto the scene at obviously Stoke, there was the there was a, the obvious choice everyone was saying, yeah, in future the number one. Now, let's be honest with you, I'd say he's not even in the, you know, if if there was a Euro squad or a World Cup squad, he won't get called up to that. He's 27, I don't think he's in the top three as an England keeper at all anymore. Um, It's a shame because he's he's still at Stoke, and and you're absolutely spot on, I'm actually glad you touched on that. In the Championship this season, he has made some terrible errors, some real calamity errors where he looks a shade of the keeper he was in the Premier League a few years ago, and
0: yeah, and I think I don't know if that's down Maybe, to confidence yeah. as well, but it's he it just like I said, some of them mistakes he's made I've seen that they're, they're not, I would say like some keepers can make tiny mistakes so you can get away, but they're not even tiny little errors. They're yeah, big big mistakes he's making that's costing
1: costing points. Yeah, I've exactly seen. that, and obviously that's that's what I've gone with. But the other keeper I'm going to quickly touch on is Joe Hart. Now Joe Hart was at um, Manchester City for twelve years. Uh, some could say it's a little bit controversial. He had a few successful years, but as soon as you know Pep came onto the scene, Pep Guardiola, you know Pep wanted a keeper to play out from the back. That's why Edison came in, and then he was loaned out to yeah, Torino yeah. in 1617, and then he obviously went downhill. And now obviously he's playing at Burnley. Um, he's actually officially left Man City now. He's now a Burnley goalkeeper. He's now 33, so he's probably just past the peak of a goalkeeper. Maybe he's still in that peak for a goalkeeper. But I four five about five six years ago, I was thinking, yeah, we've finally got a real top class keeper. And now he's not even, you know, again, he's not going to make the World Cup Scots for England anymore. Um, and I wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't even say he, he's in the top three of our English keepers anymore, which is a shame because he had his heights. There was a lot of hype around him was at Man City coming through and a lot of hype for him to be England's number one. Never quite happened. Um, but I have, like I said, gone with you on that. And I'm going to go Jack Butler as a keeper uh, for this starting 11
0: I'll just touch on Joe Hart quickly as well. I think, I think the problem with Joe Hart is, that, yeah. like you said it there, Pep Guardiola come in. I don't think he was a bad keeper for City. I can't really recall many mistakes he ever made. Mm. And I think he was a very good keeper for them. Mm. But he was a very traditional keeper. And I think the sense now, keepers have to be able to be probably just as good as outfield players. They're not separate gap anymore. Like You look at the way Edison and Allison and that, they've redefined the way the keeper role is played even you could say Manuel Neuer as well he, he defined it a lot it's, it's more of a sweeper keeper role as well yeah and it. Joe Hart can't mm-hmm. do that and that that's I think was the problem and I think that was where I think more of his confidence got knocked and being a keeper if your confidence is knocked that is, is the biggest aspect of their role so yeah that's where I think I it, it was a choice that I was toying with as well
1: hmm yeah, and like I said, you're right with the key part, you know, the confidence thing, because we've seen it with, like, Loris Karius, he had the worst Champions League final ever seen, and his confidence just got shot, and he's just never recovered, and I don't know if he ever will, and I don't know if he'll ever play in our jersey again, um, but yeah, that's we've both gone for and then, I think we'll move on to a right back, yeah. won't we? Yeah, do you want to start this one? Yeah, I'll go with this one first, then. I've gone with, now, right, I know I've had hate from the last episode, and I expect <laughs> similar kind of hate i do expect similar kind of hate for this. you know episode. what just touching
0: on the hate we were doing the instagram live the other day sure. right? and yeah. you slagged phil foden off constantly a phil yes. foden fan page
1: liked our post that's a good thing because you know that's, I'm, I'm happy with it. But like, <laughs> I, there wasn't a follow-up and i didn't get a, a dm or anything from that page so you know at the moment if that phil foden fan account is watching or listening right now then <laughs> i apologize <laughs> but it is my view and thank you for liking our post. But yeah, on the right back, I've gone with Hector Bellerin. Now, Ooh. yeah, now, now that's interesting because Hector Bellerin is still only 25. And I've got to stress his age here. And I will say every player I mention in my team, I have got their ages right now as well. Bellerin is 25. Now, he came through the La Masia Academy of Barcelona. And he's been at Arsenal now for seven years, hasn't he? Yes, seven years. But and... he wasn't at La Masia for long. He's been more in our academy. Yeah, in fact, you're you're the club that actually pretty much nurtured him and and, and brought his skills come through. But he's been at Arsenal seven years now and at one stage... He looked like he was going to in fact I want to say he was even arguable that he was the best right back in the world. Or he was actually on his way to definitely be, being the right best right back in
0: the world. I wouldn't say in the world, he was the definitely probably one of the best right backs in the Premier
1: League by the In the far. Premier League, exactly. And the potential going forward. Defending again, not incredible, but going forward is very good. And then obviously injuries, unfortunately for him, injuries, especially in the last few years last two years even is where kinda of has not been the same player. I think Cafu actually said a couple of years back, not a couple of years back, I think when he was coming through, he said, Bellerin is much like me at twenty one. And that's his quote. He said that. He said, you know, yeah, the yeah. way he moves forward. Yeah. Cafu and Cafu is regarded as, you know, but maybe the best right back ever. Or especially up there in that in that in that mention. Yeah. Now we saw the potential he was linked he's been linked with Barcelona every year, pretty much Bellerin, when he was you know, when he was doing really well. And now I think I think it was only last summer I saw him linked with Watford. And I sat there thinking, you know what, that makes me quite sad. Thinking, what a player, what a player he could have been. Injuries didn't quite work for him, Uh, or didn't go in his favour. But I mean, he's still 25, so he could still be good. But can he become the player he once was hyped to be? Probably not. But that's my player. I'm going to have to Bellerin right back.
0: So that's interesting. He was a player I did consider, but I didn't pick him due to the injuries. I think this is the problem with Bellerin, is obviously I love him. Uh, I've seen, obviously, since he made his debut and he didn't have the best debuts for us. It was in the Champions League. But he's grown and grown as a player. And he's
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's very, very respected within the Arsenal fan base because he is a lot and he's very loyal. He's always yeah. spoken highly of us. So that's the thing is I, I, I always appreciate that. But that's why I just didn't pick him. I think, I think he still can reach the highs.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah, he's great. not as quick. And I think
0: the problem is, is he's yeah. got to work on his defensive game a lot now because he's mm-hmm. not as quick since he had the injury. He's had, he's not come back yeah, as quick. Definitely, so, definitely. and I think the few games he's been slated a bit this season, but the few games he's played, he's not been match fit because we had to get him back into our side, yeah, without giving him a chance to fully get over the injury. Uh, so the right back I went with
1: mm-hmm.
0: is Fabio, I think he's now at Leon. I think I want to say he's the ex Man United player, so he's the uh, twin of Rafael, ain't he? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. On, so yeah. this is obviously a bit of an interesting one for me. is because I think I saw a quote saying that Ferguson said this guy was going to become the right-back for Man United for the, the next like 10 years. Uh, and oh, obviously wow. He never really, he never kicked on, ever.
1: He no, played a few good, no. few, I
0: don't know how many years he was at United. It was a few years. Seven years. Now gone seven to seven Lyon. Days. Yes, a long time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I don't know, he probably won a few titles under Fergie. When he was there, but didn't play a lot of the games. And obviously now gone to Leon has never really set up. i just here's a name Brazilian. Brazilian, like you think of full backs of Brazil, like you said, Cafu, Roberto, Carlos, they're legendary names.
1: Mm-hmm. And obviously,
0: for Ferguson to come out and say he could become the starting right back for United for the next ten years,
1: that's it's a big statement. statement. Yeah, it is. It is, and he obviously didn't. And now you're saying, I think there was there was Fabio and Rafael, weren't there? The there right was back. both of them. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And like I say, you know, they're both. Fact, and both of to them be I fair,
0: Raphael could easily have been picked as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. They both, well, in fact, they both play quite regularly for United on, on the fullbacks. Um, and obviously, I didn't know that Ferguson quote. So to see him at Leon, yeah, no, I don't, and I don't think he's actually even a um a first team player there anymore either. Either. So um. He's not quite hit the heights, and that's quite a fair one, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to go with your first centre-back then? Okay,
0: so the first centre-back is uh, another Man United player, English, okay. Phil Jones. Okay, 28 now. Uh, yes, obviously the height around Phil Jones was when he's first mm-hmm. coming through. I think, I think it was another one. Ferguson said he was going to be part of the core team. and Obviously, don't get me wrong, he does play a lot of games, but yep. the height that was there for him, obviously, because he was English as well, Yep, exactly. He that. was bigged up to go on to become the next best thing. Uh, I picked him over Chris Smalling because I think Chris Smalling has actually been at Roma this season. He's he done well. Unreal. He's done well. He's yeah, looked he's unreal. Well. Uh, but this is why I've gone with Phil. And obviously, Phil Jones is legendary for the memes he comes out <laughs> with. And I've never seen a bloke pull so many different faces in a football game in my life. I feel it bad for him because up. I swear the cameramen must do it on purpose. They must literally they, have the camera on his face for
1: ninety yeah, minutes. They set, they set up they set up waiting, like get him and then they get him. There's like two or three of them, like, Let's do it. And unfortunately for him and and for his face, he does end up putting up putting a face and then the cameraman yes. God, And I think really, that's the problem.
0: I think his career is gonna be defined by their moments more than his actual play yeah. career.
1: Yeah. I mean again, Phil Jones is a centre back that I've gone for as well. Uh, he's 28 now um so he joined manchester united for 20 well was 16 and a half million rising to a potential 20 million from Blackburn rovers uh, i think it was 19 or 20 and there was a lot of hype and i remember at the time actually i fully remember this liverpool wanted him as well and they were very desperate for him but he chose united at the time i mean united were more successful yeah. they were, they were the yeah. better side at the time there's no arguing that united was the, the, the bigger pool than liverpool at the time so he chose united and again you know, there's a lot of promise. Again, like a, a future England centre half for for many years. Yeah, he's had injuries, but he's never managed to like nail down that spot at United. He's now, I think it's fair to say, he's probably a bit part centre back now. He's not a first choice pairing for United at all anymore. Um, which is, no. I mean, and he's 28. So these are the years where he really should be a, a number one. Should be his or, prime. For someone, exactly, he should be a number one centre back for someone. Um, and he's he's a, he's a. Well, yeah. What he's famous for now is, is like, a, like we said, a meme, and he's, he's, he's probably he's just a squad member at United now. I think for him, he'd have to leave United, go to a, a maybe another maybe mid-table Premier League side, and try and like revitalize his career because what's going to happen is he's just going to you know wash away it's because he's still 20 and for a centre back that's not exactly old. Um, but what's going to happen is he's not going to be if he wants to if he has ambition to play for England again he needs to get out and start performing. He won't around. get in the English side now. I, he won't. No, he won't. And I think the hype that was around him, even I was, again, one of them that Liverpool a link with him and I was thinking, oh, we wish we could get him. We didn't. Um, but now it, it's worked out well and now we've got another English centre-back to Joe Gomez who's who's obviously done really well and he's going to be a future English centre-back for sure, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I've gone with you on that one as well. Phil Jones is one of my centre-backs. I'll just mention my second centre-back and then I'll let you jump back on your other one. Yeah, go for it. Right. The Phil Foden fans won't like me again because he is another Man City player. <laughs> He's 26 only. So it is, this, is a, this is probably the most controversial... Oh, I think I
0: know who you're on about now. I know yeah. who you're on
1: about. The most controversial one in probably my whole 11. But the reason I say this is because I actually personally, from my opinion, don't like him as a centre-back. And that is John Stones. Um, just 26. He's young, yes. But he joined Man City for minutes. Would you say that's young for a centre-back now, though? Okay, okay. It's not young, but it's like you're you're now used to start being the main. Yeah, to me, like start- at twenty six, yeah. mm. you can't. To me,
0: I wouldn't class you as a young centre
1: back. No, anymore. no. I, in fact, that's fair enough. You're not a young centre back, but you should be now.
0: To me, or, yeah. a young as young centre back, I would class as someone who's nineteen, twenty. Because, like yeah. we said before, a few episodes ago, when you said about Foden, who yeah. should now be playing, uh, you've seen other youngsters. Some players are 16-17, 1st foot footballers now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly to me, at 26,
0: go, yeah. you should be hitting the top of your level now.
1: Yeah, exactly that. And and, and John Stones came to City from Everton for £50 million, which was then a second most expensive centre-back ever at 22. Yeah. But for, you'd, when you hear those numbers, you think to yourself, right, so he's definitely Man City's you know, first-choice pairing with Laporte. Because Laporte is one of the best centre-backs in the world. But he's not. Cause when John Stones played, I mean, Pep, he was in and out of the team a lot. Pep... Pep even criticised him many times. I know he praised him a lot, but I'll be honest with you. I think it's quite obvious to see as well. Pep doesn't fancy him. He, he's he's a ball playing centre back for sure, which is nice. He makes but, too many errors. You're saying
0: that he's a ball playing centre back. I think he tries to be a ball playing centre back.
1: Yeah, and he gets he caught does out does a so lot. So many
0: of... times he gets caught out from it. Yeah.
1: Exactly, and it's not. Let's be honest with you. Right now, in my opinion, England's first choice centre back player is Harry Maguire, Joe Gomez, or Harry Maguire, maybe Tyrone Mings. John Stones is not a guaranteed first choice for England, and he should be because, you know, he was a 50 million signing from Everton. He's 26, like you say, he's not young, rightly so, fair enough, not young. But he's not, again, when he joined, we were thinking, right, wow, second most expensive ever. This guy is going to be, him and Phil Jones could be the England future for a long time. None of them are even close to now playing for England now. Well, John Stones, to be fair to him, does still play for England, and, you know, he's not exactly a first choice, but he's in the squad. Um, but the hype around him is kind of died down, and he hasn't quite hit the heights. So, albeit it, that it's quite controversial, for me, John Stone is my other centre-back. To be fair, I wouldn't say it's controversial, because I think a lot of people have the same opinion on him, mm. that he, he
0: tries to be this player that he's not. And I think he's been caught out so many times. I think then that's his confidence gets yeah, knocked, yeah. because he doesn't feel that he can do what he can do on the ball. Um. But yeah, I completely, I think he was an option I had. But I've gone with probably the most controversial player on my team.
1: Kurt Zouma of Chelsea. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, just before you let go on to that one. I'm shocked by that one. But go on, I'll hear your reasons. The only reason I've gone with Kurt
0: Zouma is... Mm. I, he's a player I think is good. But when he first started, mm. it, he's not been around for a few years. He's, he is still young. But... Yeah, how old is he? Let me just have a quick look. He is 25 right. now. So the only reason I'm saying that is, when he first came onto the scene a few seasons ago, he was hyped up to be the mm. next like John Terry player, the next solid player for Chelsea. Arguably, he's had yeah, a few injuries, correct. right? But he's not managed to hold that spot down there. And as a French, I'm pretty sure he doesn't even play in the French team. Don't get me wrong. No, he doesn't. No. They do have very good world class. He's had five apps,
1: right? Don't yeah, you're... he's only had five of his appearances.
0: He, they, arguably, you have got Raphael Varane, Laporte that. But mm. Laporte doesn't even get in the French team. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So that, for me, is all this hype around him.
1: I don't think he's lived up to what the player has become. That's my only reason why I went with him. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, to be honest with you, he's, like you said, when he first joined, I think it was 2012 or thirteen. he came in, there was a lot of hype. And lot yeah. of, like you said, the John Terry comparisons. Um, he's. I think again, he he's a bit awkward the way he plays. He's had he has spells of being good games, and then he has games where he's not so good. And as a centre back at twenty five, like we just mentioned with John Stones, he probably should. Didn't get he go on loan way. to Everton as well? He was on loan at Everton last season. So to me, this is what I'm saying: like yeah. he's, if he
0: was when this player first come along, mm-hmm. he should have nailed that spot yeah. down and yeah. become a starter. Yeah. You shouldn't have to be going on loan yeah, that's true. to get games. Yeah, that's up. true.
1: Because he was on loan at Stoke the year before that, I think. So he's actually been on loan with we Stoke when they were in the Premier League yeah. as well, I think, initially. And then with Everton as well. And yeah, he yeah. never really. Everton didn't make that permanent. He's obviously back at Chelsea now. No. Um. And obviously... That's yeah. fair enough, actually. You know, well, Chelsea now, hmm.
0: you've got Andres Christensen. Yes. Park, he could have been in there because he had the debut and everything
1: like that. They've got Tamori now. Yeah, yeah. They've got, uh, uh, so they've got players yeah. like
0: that who's going to keep coming through and pushing him out the side.
1: Yeah, and then they've got Rudiger, obviously, and that's Felipe who can play centre back. So he's not even. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. not our first choice centre back, in Mike Chelsea, is he? No. No. Fair enough. I think um, left back. Do you want to go with your left back? Yeah, so my left
0: back is Kieran Gibbs, mm. uh, ex Arsenal. Okay. Uh, I went with him because obviously when he first came through at our side, he was another player that was hyped up to become so good. For us, it's not hard to hold down a left back position. We haven't had that many good ones. So probably Gail Clichy was one of the last good ones yeah. we actually had, who was soft. Yeah, he was good. So yeah. it doesn't take a lot to come into our side. And if you're half decent, you've got to lock that position down. Mm-hmm. He come in at first. He's done a very... I'd say he was a good player, but not amazing, all this hype. And obviously, nice. since then, it never really... He's managed to lock the position down. We've had Klazernac since then. We switched, I think, for Marlon, played there for a while. Yeah, uh, you had
1: the Alex Santos there for a few years, didn't
0: you? Yeah, for us uh no Andre Ale- Santos, no, Andre Santos Andre, the Brazilian said, one. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And even Granite Xhaka's filled in at left back a few times. Yeah. It's it, it's we've never managed to find the left back that's solid and he could have been and should have been that yeah. player. Never worked yeah, out gone to West Brom now, and I don't even mm-hmm. really think he gets too much game time for West Brom. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that's me. He was another player that was obviously English. I think there was a team. I don't know if you saw. I think it was the BBC done it years ago. They who they reckon would be the starting eleven for the Euros England. this year. Okay. Oh, really? And I will need to find it because it is laughable. Some of the players they picked. Really. And I oh, it's some of the names in there. I can't remember was on there, but I think he was one of the left backs, and it just shows it's
1: how quickly a player's hype can change. Well, to be honest, um, my left-back is Kieran Gibbs as well. Okay. Um, he's 30 now. so he, And you're right, he does play for West Brom now in the Championship. And he's not a, he doesn't play every game. You know, he's not, like, you're, you're right in saying he's not a, a, a first-name on the team sheet, if you like. He was at Arsenal for 10 years, as you said. Um, but he's never really pro- progressed from the initial height. No. Now, I remember, I can't remember. It might have been uh, Sven-Goran Eriksson who was in charge at the time. And Ashley Cole was obviously... Arguably one of the best left-backs ever. I would say the best English left-back ever, personally, from my opinion. Now, when Ashley Cole, he had a couple of years where it was a bit of uncertainty and he had the whole thing with his, um, his ex, Cheryl Cole. And, you know, he had the old yeah, off, yeah. Off football thing. He had the old, you know, di- the thing going on. I remember Steven Goren Eriksson came out. And I can't remember, it was a game at Wembley. He said, this youngster, Kieran Gibbs, is going to start over you. And Kieran Gibbs actually, for a brief spell, took over that spot from Ashley Cole, a left-back. So the initial hype was like, wow, who is this kid that's just taken the yeah, spot from our great ever Yeah, exactly. And, and then what happened was he never really kicked on. Yes, he's had injuries again. And unfortunately, a lot of the players in our starting 11s, they've had injuries. But that's just unfortunate, really. And that's why they hit our team. Because the hype initially around them um, you know, has been either injuries or they've not quite performed. And Kieran Gibbs is actually an unfortunate one. because so I remember watching him. He was very left-footed. I mean, he never really had a weak foot. But he had potential and then, like you say, now he's at 30, playing for West Brom. If West Brom get promoted, can he be a first-team left-back for them? I'm not sure because he can be exposed in got now because he's not the same player. Um, and I've actually gone with Gibbs as well. And again, it's another English player who was hyped by our media and who hasn't quite lived up to it. Um, but yeah, Kieran Gibbs for me as well. Um, did you want to touch on anything on that before I go on to midfield? No, I think you summed it up pretty well. So you can go on to your first central midfielder. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll go with three midfielders. Um, the first one is the most obvious one in the whole team is obviously Jack Wilshere. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I've, like I said, I haven't even seen your team or heard your team. You've probably got him in your team as well. Um, he is one of them. He's yeah. not
0: my first option, but he is
1: in one of my okay. three. Yeah. yeah, so Jack Wilshere is 28 at the moment. So again, not old. Um, but then Jack Wilshere was, like you said, um, he is, well, you said to me before, he was... Meant to be the golden boy for England's future. He had the wonderful effort. He, I, can't, I can't lie, he still has that wonderful effort. He's got technical ability. Now, injuries, again, the player with the most injuries that's happened to him is, you know, he's been at Arsenal for 10 years as well. You know, he's... He was loaned out to Bournemouth, I think, a couple of seasons ago. And now Yeah, yeah. West, that's West when he first,
0: when he was just coming back from the injuries. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. So he was just coming back from an injury and he went really short on his hair, I remember. He tried to look almost like a, a tough footballer. I'm not sure what he was doing. <laughs> um, he's trying to go for the hard Scott Brown look at Celtic. I don't know what he's doing. Um, but yeah, he went to Bournemouth and he you know, he was trying to like get his career back on track and see if he can go to Crown, make the England squad again. And I remember Pep said something a few years ago. He said, Wilshere is good, but nothing special. We have hundreds of him in Spain. He's overhyped because he's English. That is all. And for someone yeah. like Pep to say that back then, when there was a lot of hype around him, this, a lot of English... he said this
0: after yeah. the game when he had the man of the match performance against him in the Champions
1: well, League. Well, well, there you go. So that's 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 Jack Wilshere, who was there was a lot of hype. There was a lot of Golden Boy. There was a lot of like he's the you know the Golden Boy right now. And Pep said that, and the English media as well as a lot of media were behind us thinking. The hell I mean Pep, how can you say that? Like that's a bit harsh, isn't it? And and let's, let's be honest, he's proven to be pretty right. And I think he, he's spot on now, if you think about it. I There's think yes, he was right.
0: Him. But yeah, in my opinion, Jack Wilshire, if he didn't have the injuries, he would be Arsenal captain now. He was Jackal. always lined up. He was always growing up, like when he first hit the scene, well I was I was obviously I was young, but he had so much potential and he looked like a future captain. He he lived and breathed Arsenal. There wasn't many players yeah, that, yeah, in the last few years. You right. can see that. When he obviously come back from the injuries and whenever we went, we went through the rough patch, obviously when Wenger left, mm-hmm. out of anyone in that squad, he's the only one who looked properly that he loved Arsenal through and through. But that's because yeah, he's from absolutely. our academy, yeah, etc. He's been nurtured that way. Um, and he would. I think he would have been an amazing captain for Arsenal. But yeah. the injuries come in uh, on that side of things. and. He's a player I loved and I think he can still be a very good player. Obviously, he's at West Ham now uh, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. he's still getting hampered with injuries. And I think I said it years ago with, I think I may have told you in school, etc. with my dad, I said that all them times, even when he was 22, 23, he should have been mm. doing his coaching badges then because his ankles yeah. will not last. Yeah. And it's a, such a shame because he could have been yeah, that's a golden yeah. boy for England. Um mm. But I know he does a lot of work. He's got his own academy set up now. He does a lot of work trying to get youngsters into football, etc. So, mm. he is doing his best to make an impact on football wherever way he can, which is nice to see. Uh, so, that's yeah. one of my options. I won't touch. I've touched on him there. My other, yeah. my second midfielder I had was Ravel Morrison. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't think there's a player that's been hyped up the way he has for years. For Correct. Like, mm-hmm. Even, I think Ferguson touched on it that this bloke was special. The kid had mm-hmm. so much talent coming from mm-hmm. an academy level. And I I've never, I didn't ever see any footage of that. But the amount of players, numerous players have come out and said if he had the right attitude, he could have mm-hmm. been probably one of the best players in the world.
1: And well, it I just got really you there, Carl, actually, because I just butt in there. What it is, Wayne Rooney actually once said, and this is quotes, because they were saying, they were asking, talking to me about Raval Morrison, how much potential he had. Wayne Rooney said he was better by a country mile than Paul Pogba and Jesse Lingard in terms of ability and football talent. Country even mention mile. Jesse Lingard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that, was what, that is what Wayne Rooney said. And he literally, and Paul Pogba as well. Now, he had the ability. But yeah, carry on. I'll let you, I'll let you touch on that as well.
0: Yeah, that's what you're saying there is. For me, that player could have been so special. Never worked out. And I I I haven't even got a listed amount of teams, but there's probably about eight or nine different. I think he went to Mexico. Ten, Ten teams. He went to Mexico I, I, I for counted. a while. I know he was in Italy, I think, for a while. Then I know he's is it he Sheffield United now? I think he's got a short term deal there.
1: Well, he's uh, at Sheffield United, but he's been loaned out to but Middlesbrough. Okay. I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, so that's, but, what so that's it's, what at the moment. But it's He's one of them disappointed players.
0: I think the media, and I don't think it's just the media, I think his attitude was the problem with him. There's so many mm-hmm. players. Yeah, I haven't picked him, but Mario Balotelli could be one of them players that yeah. had so much potential. But his attitude and the way he lives his life, etc., has just ruined his career.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Ravel Morrison, again, like you was just saying there, he's actually, again, I'll just touch a little bit on him because I've got him in my team as well. Um, you know, he's 27 right now. So, again, not old. But he's played for 10 clubs and he's 27. So it just shows. Again, not a player that was with his injuries. It was more with his attitude. His attitude never really got him. Well, no manager ever really liked working with him because of his attitude. I think he thought he was a lot more, maybe better than a lot. I think recently he came out saying he was quite upset by the comments by Wayne Rooney because he he realized it himself that if he was a bit more level-headed, he could have been a star. He could have been, you know, what Deli Alli's got the hype around him. He could have been like that. He could have been a golden boy. Well, so I think Ravon you're thinking Morrison, like you're
0: saying now, just saying, he's yeah. 27 now. If you really say yeah. the most average player starts their career at 16, 17, that's nearly a yeah. club every season.
1: There you go. It is a club every season. Yeah, it is a club every season. And it's just, it's not good enough. And he's a player that has so much hype, especially like in terms of raw talent. So many people have said he's, he was, he had it. But unfortunately for him, attitude didn't help. And he didn't you know quite be what he could have been. So Ravel Morrison is also... One of my midfielders. So obviously, we've both just got one more midfielder now, haven't we? Yeah, you can go with yours first. Okay, so mine is so we've got Wilshere and Rafael Morrison. My last one is uh, Boyan Kirkic, who obviously we talked about last week in, the, um, in our generational talent. and we say we'll actually even touch on it this week. Now, Boyan, obviously, he's 30 in August this year. Um, he was at Barca for four years, but he he was, he was doing well at Barca, but he never really like got to that next level ever. I think I saw. He made about 160
0: appearances for Barcelona, so that isn't a small he amount did. for a club like that. No, no, that's
1: what I'm saying. He played a lot, yeah. He played. Yeah, he, he played. To be fair, he really did have.
0: Game. He did have some good moments. I can, well, some of the goals he did score were really good. And, yeah. Yes, yes. Because oh, so, he's in my team. He's not one of my midfielders. I've got him as a left winger because that's oh, where okay, he did sorry, play I'm... a lot. He did play there oh, okay, a lot. Barcelona, etc. Et so that's what I put him in mind. Um, oh, okay that's. But I'll
1: like let you feel. carry on I'll let you carry on Yeah so I mean like I said cause I, I put him in there Because I know he can play A bit of midfield I attack him midfield now But yeah So he obviously then Went to Roma He went to AC Milan He tried Serie A for a bit Didn't quite work I think he then came yeah, back yeah. to Roma He tried Stoke City Didn't he in the Premier League um, yeah. Again, didn't didn't fully. I mean, done okay. I think he, he had moments. He did have some glints yeah. in moments. In, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he scored fifty. He scored fifteen goals for Stoke, which wasn't too bad. And now, I think, unfortunately, I think now he's playing for Montreal Impact in the in the MLS. Yes, he is. Um. He is, yeah. And and a fun fact about him, actually, he's actually Messi's Lionel Messi's fourth cousin. Did you know that? I didn't know that.
0: But yeah, that probably a link. Like, that's why there was something like him coming through the academy. He was literally bigged up to become the yeah, next Messi. Yeah.
1: And now he's just, like I said, playing in the MLS. Yeah.
0: It it never really went his way. I think he's a player. He's still got bags of talent. There's no denying that. He has shown it on glimpses, but he's not a player that you could say had this potential that could do it consistent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So do you want to just finish off on your last midfielder? Yes.
0: um, So my last central midfielder is Mario Goetzer. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm only picking this player because obviously... Everyone remembers the moment he scored the winning goal for Germany of the World Cup. World Cup. Yes. And obviously, he, after that moment, I, think, I don't think I've seen a player that hyped after that to become the yeah. golden generation player of Germany's football. Um, mm. Never really happened for him. He did make a big money move from Dortmund to Bayern Munich. And I don't think he really made a big impact in their midfield. He never really got a game time. Become a bit part player in their squad. and Then I know he had a few personal issues. I think I I don't know if it, I think it was I don't know what it was, but it wasn't uh, mental health. I don't think he did have something that affected him as a playing ability for a few seasons. Managed to overcome that and come back and went to Borussia Dortmund again recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously he's now been released this summer for a free.
1: Yeah, exactly. so within a space
0: that. of ten years, his career has gone from being the golden generation player to yeah. being released from Borussia Dortmund. And I think he's
1: only how old is he? 27, 28? He can't be I think
0: 27. He's not old I was not old but he's he's still what you'd say to find in the prime of his career. Yeah, yeah, exactly And, that. It's, and I think it's sad yeah. to see a player like that because I think he has got the talent there, but I just I don't know if it's a mental thing uh, or his confidence, I just don't know what it is of him that his career's just gone so downhill.
1: Yeah, I think again. In fact, I'm glad you actually touched on that because he wasn't a player I even thought about. But now come to think of it, um, if I obviously thought about that, maybe he probably would have made my team as well. I think he's been linked with well, he's been linked with Liverpool for many years because Jurgen Klopp had, and him and Jurgen have linked with him for
0: a few seasons.
1: Yeah, exactly. And to be honest, I won't be surprised to see him end up in the Premier League in the summer, um, and that would be interesting because you never know he could just revitalise his career yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe because he had his good years with johann Club, so maybe he'd come at Liverpool be a squad player and and maybe do well it could it could happen um I'd love to see him do well again um but yeah it's, it's a sad sad one that one so um that obviously wraps up the midfield for us as well and obviously yep. you've obviously done your left winger as well then haven't you now yeah 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 because you touched on him yeah 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 that's fine so I, what I'll just do is I'll just touch on my left winger as well now then. Yeah, of course. Um, and, then we'll, okay. and then we'll move on to the other winger and a striker. So my left winger, I've gone what with is um the Italian Stefan El Sharawi. Um, again, twenty-seven now, so not exactly old. He showed promise to be a world-class winger, didn't he? You know, famous for his mohawk he had, and he had the, he almost looked like Maradona. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah like, Milan. did he come through their academy or? i well. To be honest, I'm not hundred percent sure he came through the academy, but I remember him playing. He's glittering at, like, at the
0: start of his career at Milan. Exactly. Yeah, he was with
1: Milan. Yeah, and he was promised to be a world class, um, a world class winger. He shot through Milan. I spent five years there. I think he then went on loan, or he might have gone permanent to Monaco, and then he actually came back to Serie A with Roma. Um, yeah, yeah. But again, yeah, and he could have maybe thought if he can restart his career again in the league where he all started for him. And then I think now he's playing in China for um, Shanghai Shenhua. Um, yes, he is. Obviously, I mean, I'm sure he's getting good wages. But again, a player that who I'll touch on my striker at the end. But him and that striker, when they were played together at AC Milan, they were destined to become so special together. Um, but it didn't quite work out um, for him and the actual striker. They both played at Milan and I'll get on the strike at the end. But one reason or another, injuries for both of them, they didn't quite live up to the hype. El Sharari, I'm watching him. He had the he had the talent. He had the the technical ability. Um, but unfortunately it didn't quite work out for him and, and he's the left go mighty. Um yeah.
0: Brilliant. Uh so I'll go on to do you want me to my winger or striker? Up to you.
1: Go for your right winger and then we'll wrap up on our strikers. Okay, one so one. my right winger
0: is Theo Walcott. Okay. Uh pick Fio arguably was a massive player for Arsenal. I can't deny it. He had some great moments. But I think the problem with Theo was when we first signed him from Southampton, I can't remember, it was a big money move at that mm-hmm. time. There was all this potential that he was going to become something special and he never, ever really become that player. He Don't get me wrong, he has had some many great moments for Arsenal and I always will have love for him for what he's done. He was always a fan favourite at Arsenal. But I think the big problem with Theo was... He spent so much time in his head thinking that he was going to become Thierry Henry. Yeah, and he yeah. had this idolization. Was
1: he, was he your number fourteen?
0: Uh, yes, he was Shirt number.
1: Yeah, so he had Henry's old number, didn't
0: he? He did have his. Own, and the amount yeah. of times he had, to, he wanted to become a striker. I don't know how many games Wenger gave him up front, but he never could fulfill that role. Yeah, a lot, I don't know what it. Was, it, it he had this idolisation that he was going to become Henri, every aspect. Henri started as a winger, then become a striker. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Everything was there, but I think if Walcott stuck to it. But the was what, what was Walcott good at? He could run, he was quick. Yeah. But yeah. was his end product that good? No. No, not really. Now no. at Everton, doesn't really get a lot yeah. of game time at Everton either now. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And I think he was another player that just never really lived up to what he could have done.
1: Yeah. In fact, funnily enough, my right-winger is Theo Walker as well. Um, he's 31 now, and he, he actually scored, he played for Arsenal for 12 years, he scored 20, 65 goals in 270 games, which is not a bad return. Now, I remember actually, he, I remember I him first when Andre Arshavin, as you, you will remember very well, <laughs> scored four at Anfield. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. yes, you remember that. And I remember that game. Do you remember when he, the pace, he too, he got the ball in your own penalty box, ran the length of the field, yeah, made the yeah. back and a carving score, And I remember watching that game thinking, who the hell is he? Some young, rapid winger. And I thought, wow. Like, it reminded me a little bit about Dama Traore in terms of pace and just running through. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, Dama was, Dama was more, like, bulky. Now, you're right. Again, a player that was destined to be one of England's best wingers. Um, you know, we thought he would see him in the England team for a long time. He's at Everton now, and you're right, he doesn't even play often at Everton now, no. um, and, and he's a squad player. Wenger actually, you're right, Wenger actually once said he could have potentially been the next honoree, and the problem is with a lot of these players, they had so much pressure by being compared yeah. to the greats, they just didn't fulfil their potential, and it puts pressure I on think, them. And Walcott, touch up yeah,
0: with the on. pressure, I think another problem with Wilshere, uh, Wilshire, uh, Walcott, was that he got picked to go to the, uh, was it the World Cup, when he was 16, yeah, or, the 16 or the Euros? 16. Yeah, 16, yeah. They clearly had no the intention part. of playing him. No. But why take him? Because that... Yeah. Put a media, exceptionally went, oh my God, we have a the next golden boy. And from that yeah. moment on, that was where the pressure came in on him.
1: Yeah, exactly that. And, that. and that's exactly what happened. And unfortunately for him, he's just one that, And I don't know, he's actually a, a, li- a vivid uh, Liverpool fan as well, been a Liverpool fan all his life. And I've actually wanted him. But when he was at Arsenal and he was linked with a few moves away... He was linked with Liverpool before, and I thought, oh, I'll take him, I'll take him. And now, obviously, he's at Everton, and it's just not quite worked for him. Um, Look, it's a shame, but he's the, he's the winger as well. And I'll just let you finish up on your striker, then I'll, I'll finish my striker as well.
0: OK, so my striker is Federico Makeda, who oh, yes. was the Man United GOAT. And I think everyone remembers for him scoring that well deal. I can't remember who he scored it against on so his debut. Uh, uh, Aston at- Villa. Villa. So he had that amazing yes. debut, and then I think from that moment, every single Man United fan thought this bloke was the next Ronaldo. Yeah. Don't know why. I really yeah. don't know why, because after that moment, he never. I don't think he ever done anything special ever again. I
1: don't think I ever saw him ever again. Like, no. Ever. No.
0: No. But that's why I picked just Victor because I think after that game, even uh, I think yeah. FIFA went mental and gave him like 92 potential.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that happened actually. Yeah, I do remember that. Light. yeah and again he scored one good goal I think it was a, it was a last minute 3-2 win I think and he scored a winner he turned and scored that swivel goal and everyone was like oh my god he's going to be special and then nothing happened yeah yeah and I, I, I'll be honest with you I don't know if you know why because there was so much hype but really I think he probably played like I might be completely wrong on this, but I only ever actually saw him in the Aston Villa game, and I've never saw him again. Well, it's the only so thing I, I can remember. I'm
0: going, to, I'm going to check now
1: and see how many games he actually played for me. Have a look while I, whilst I just touch on my striker. Yeah, And on. mine is obviously um, Alexandre Pato, who but again. Before you start, he will, yeah. I thought about him, but I took him out. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. There you go, there. So that shows that there is some sort of resemblance there. Now, he came through with El Sharawi, and, and both of them were destined to be AC Milan's future. And he's 30 now. He was hyped to become Brazil's number nine, actually, the main striker. And he did play for Brazil for a while. Uh, he performed so well in Milan initially. I think he scored 51 goals in 100 and something appearances. Um, and then he, I think he came to Chelsea. He played online at Chelsea. I think he got one goal in like three appearances or something. And now he actually plays in Brazil for uh, Sao Paulo, a player that, like, like I said, he had the technical ability. Injuries didn't quite work out for him. Um and Makeda, again, was one of mine as well. But I went with Pato because there was so much worldwide hype around Pato yeah. that he couldn't live up to. I mean, he came to Chelsea. And I actually had to Google that up. I couldn't even remember he played for Chelsea. But he did. Could you so not? I think yeah, he's he got to- a brace. Um, I think it was
0: Villa, I think, or someone like that against. I remember oh, really? watching the game. Yeah. I think it was... Oh, who got injured? I think he got injured in the warm-up. So they had right. to bring Pato in. And he scored a brace. Yes. I think it was a penalty. Oh, he really? played unreal. Pato's a player oh, wow. I, okay. I follow because I've always loved yeah. him. Always yeah. been a massive like, fan. Like I said, it's yeah.
1: that potential. He never really lived up to how up good before. of a player he could he have been. He could have been, exactly. I mean, he could have gone to Barcelona. He could have been what he wanted. Anything. Anything he could have been. And obviously, he's even 30 now, but he's obviously completely off the Brazil scene now as well. And a yeah, shame, yeah. really. Um, yeah. And I think that, that concludes our our 11. Um, it does. I, I just got to think, Makeda,
0: Bakeda played 19 games for Man United. He had five loans after that game.
1: How many did he score for United then? Four. Four goals. Right. So 19 games, he scored four goals. Yes. And he was going to be next Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes. Right. Okay. Now, that's fair enough. I mean, you know, everyone's got their reasons. um, And we're not here to be you know, stating any reasons of why that happened. But that makes no sense to me why he was bigged up so much. Um, But yeah, fair enough. Don't, never really hit his hype, and I, I don't even know. Where does he play now? Do you know where he plays now? Uh,
0: back in Italy. I can't remember the name of the club, but he's in Italy. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But I yeah, think it's that, the second I'm, division. It's not the top division.
1: Oh, is it really? That's, that's, there you go then. A player that just never really got to what he could have potentially been by well, because of the media. Um, and the managers now, so that's our side 11 done. My manager is uh, Andre Villas-Boas. Um, obviously, yes, an interesting him. one. Now, the reason I say that is because I know he's still a young manager now. He's at Marseille now, I believe. But I think usually there's some ownership problems. That there's he a lot of rumours he's going
0: to leave Marseille.
1: There you go. So and I saw that recently. But I remember he came to Chelsea and I remember he came from Porto and Chelsea paid a, was it 17 or 18 million pounds? Yeah, it was a world, off. I suppose it was a world record fee at the time. Wasn't it was a, a world manager. record fee for yeah. a manager and he was big enough to be, yeah, this is it. Um, and what happened he didn't really do that well at Chelsea I think he then tried his luck at was he at Tottenham for a brief yeah, season yeah he went to well. Tottenham for a while and again that didn't I feel work well, I think it a think... season I think a season yeah and I think when, before we got Brendan Rodgers we were linked with AVB as well and I remember me and my dad were talking about it Dad's you know, a bit old school and he's like, yeah, give a British manager his chance and everything. And he was like, yeah, Brendan Rodgers would be good. And I was like, no, Dad, look, this AVB guy he's still young. He's done well at Porto. Yeah, he didn't work for him at Chelsea. And this was actually before he went to Spurs. And I was like, I'd love him at Liverpool. Um, but what happened was he never really became special. He's doing OK at Marseille now. He was, I think, uh, Mourinho's prodigy, weren't he?
0: Was he not one of his assistants? He was well. his assistant at at yeah. Chelsea
1: initially, and then he went to Porto, became manager. Then obviously the Chelsea job never took off for him. He's still young, so he could still be a. I mean, managers can go on forever, really. Um, but really, it's just not been, especially for the fee they paid paid for him to Chelsea, never took off. And I think, yeah, a manager that's. I think he was he was asked actually recently, could you come back to the Premier League? Um, and he said no, I don't want to come back to Premier League. And to be honest, I don't think. I don't blame the you. Premier League. I don't blame him because it didn't really work for him. He's done it twice. Some managers just doesn't work. But yeah, the hype around him didn't really work. And a manager that couldn't fulfil the, the potential around him. So I just let you touch on your manager now.
0: Cause so this is probably more a controversial one. Eddie okay. Howe of Bournemouth. Ooh. Okay, go on then. Reasons. So I picked Eddie. Due to the fact there's no denying what he's done for Bournemouth. He's done very well. He got them okay. all the way up. But to me, he's become very stagnant. Over the last few seasons, yes, yeah, 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 Bournemouth have not really kicked on. Mm. To me, they're going backwards. Look at them this season. Mm. Right, this is why they're still fighting relegation. They are. Yes, yes, yeah. So, don't get wrong. I think he's a good manager, but I think he's very much a one-trick pony. If his mm-hmm. plan A doesn't work, that's it. He hasn't got a lot in the locker. And obviously, go back to a few years. He was. He's been linked with Arsenal for Arsenal, seasons. Many years.
1: Yeah, I remember. And that, I've yeah.
0: never really wanted him because I don't get me wrong; he's an English manager, but he hasn't shown enough to me to be convinced he could do a good job at um, Arsenal. Yeah, he's, worked, he's been, Don't get me wrong; I think he's a very good manager for a club like Bournemouth, etc. Down there, yeah. Like, but he, there was times he was even linked with being the England job, etc.
1: Yeah, well, for a long time, in fact, many years. In fact, I've I've said it before. I'd love him to be in the manager at one stage. Now I don't obviously think the same thing, and I think you're no. right in saying actually because he's it's a bit like Sean Dyche at Burnley, who's a good manager. See, he's, he's a
0: person just, I considered as well.
1: Yeah, because he's just he's good at Burnley, he's doing his job, but, but really to me he's not, stagnant.
0: Where he's else stagnant is he, he going to go yeah. in his career? To no, me, like not. there's even talk of There's a whole debate. I had with my manager at work was is he now become unsackable at Bournemouth due to the fact the amount of success he's brought them? Yeah. In theory, if it was any other manager, he would have been sacked in this relegation fight.
1: I've just had a look. They are 18. They are in one yeah. of the relegation spots and they are in big danger of going down. So, yeah, he's not exactly... Because to me, right. I can't see back. him being sacked if they
0: go down because of the amount no, of success I he's I
1: think, brought in. I think he'd end up leaving and, and he'd actually get given a Premier League job and because of what he's done for the last six, seven years at Bournemouth. But to me, um, that's what, that's yeah. why I
0: picked him. I just think he's at that mm. place where he, he had so much he could
1: have done. Like he just kind of yeah. like was he kind of was comfortable. He got a bit, I think he's got a bit too comfortable, yeah. Me. He did, and he didn't want to pull through his potential ambition, really. Um, no, yeah, and that's a fair enough one. I actually quite like that one, that's fair enough, but yeah, I think that kind of that concludes the team and the manager, doesn't it? Yeah, we've I won for that's... a while, haven't we? So I think we'll just yeah, I, I think Charles let you touch on it a little bit about, just...
0: yeah, yeah, I think that sort of touches covers up this way. It's an idea we've had for a while this episode because. Yes, As we always talk about players, etc. There's so many names we could have had. Um, defense yeah, is where a, I struggled I have, with. But
1: okay, yeah, me too. I actually had B- Hatton Bernatha. Do you remember Hatton Bernatha?
0: Yeah, he's one. Hachim Mastor. Yeah. Do you remember him? Hachim Tom Mastor, Moulin. the youngster.
1: Yeah, again, Balotelli. There's so many, up, name. there's so many yeah. names
0: that you there's can so have. Many. But so I think this concludes it all up. The problem for a lot of these players a is injuries injury or yeah media hyping them up etc and this is why yeah. it sort of touched on what we did if you haven't watched the last episode watch it because it links into what i'm saying now is that do not big players up to become the next messi the next Omri, yeah. because it kills them they have yeah, too much pressure yeah. on them let the player be who they are and let yeah. them have the chance to grow
1: yeah i think you you've actually hit the nail on the head on that with that one um, and I think a lot with our because of our English media as well, what happens is, you know, we we pick up that's why I've got seven English players in my team, you've got six, and, and okay, we didn't even know each yeah. other's teams. So that nope. shows that our media it, it gets on these youngsters back a lot. And rather than just, just let them develop, just let them do what they're going to do. And yeah. then if they're going to they, if they're destined to be special, they're going to be special. And what and Jaden Sancho is one example who we mentioned last episode. He's gone to Germany, away from the British media, and what's happened? He's now one of the best people in the world, right? He's, he's thriving, thriving, exactly. So he's gone away from everything. He's not in the limelight as much in the British media. Now he is because he's been linked with Premier League clubs. But, you know, he's done gone away from England, and he's done well because of not having that pressure. Um, and that's exactly, exactly like a prime example of our media and the hype in our country, even by pundits as well. I've seen it happen a lot. It's just, please just let the players develop, because what happens yeah. is, you get, you get these eleven players that we've got in our team now. Who, yes, there's been injuries, but a lot of it has been because of they've just had so much pressure on a hype, and they haven't lived up to it. Um, and yep. I think just on that as well, I think for the next episode as well, we'll probably talk about football again. We haven't. We'll, we'll we'll in the in the coming week, we will talk about what the episodes will be about. But I believe, yeah. like Charles, you can confirm this. It will be football dominated, but there will be times yeah. where it will be other sports.
0: Like I said, going forward from now on, a lot of our subjects in these podcasts are going to be football based, just because it's more of our natural area. We've probably spent the last 12 years of friendship discussing football day in, day out. So it's where we're more natural. Not so yeah. we won't cover other sports. Like we said, major events, etc. we will cover. Uh on the Instagram live, that would be probably the best place to ask us any of your other opinions on other sports you want because that's where we have the chance us to do a bit more freehand. We don't we can even probably get our more honest opinion about yeah. it instead yeah. of us having to research etc for certain subjects um but yeah like we said more info coming out shortly i think the next instagram live we'll probably do it the weekend we'll try and get one out of the weekend
1: um yeah yeah we'll do our best for that actually yeah
0: and that'll be there so i think for today we can wrap this one up can't we
1: really yeah we can do Charles. yeah
0: okay so thank you very much guys uh that's for us for myself charlie and for a deal we'll see you guys next week <laughs>